Welcome to Silhouette, a podcast in the YDN. It's no secret that Yale is full of interesting people, and interesting people make for some interesting conversations. Join us each week as we sit down with students, faculty, alumni, and more for one-on-one interviews and discussions, illuminating each person's story to see just beyond their silhouette. Today's guest is Ryan Schaefer, a first year in the Yale Alley Cat's first cisgendered female tap. Join us as we talk to Ryan about her musical journey, the significance of creating mixed gender spaces in the arts, and more. My name is Joanne Lee, your host for today's episode. So without further ado, let's get started. So, Ryan, (laughs) today I (laughs) am interviewing you to talk about your new acapella stint as the very first female alley cat. I wrote the article and yes, yes, famous. (laughs) A little micro celebrity all of a sudden, (laughs) a little weird. Yeah. So it went more into detail, I guess, about like the politics, I guess, of acapella, Mm. if that's the right word. It Um, is literally a political battlefield out there. No, just like, (laughs) it feels like a little sorority rush. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. So we want to talk about you more in detail, I guess. So my first question for you is, have you always had an interest in singing or music, um, anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a jazz singer. I sent in a music supplemental to get into Yale. Oh, wow. Just of jazz vocals. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that, um, but all my background is like more strictly in jazz and Motown. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've done a little bit of like, you know, like your high school choir and your high school acapella groups, right. which are very out of pitch and you know mm-hmm. it sounds like a bunch of children screaming but <laughs> um so I, I've done that whole racket and then coming to Yale I knew I wanted to be in acapella as well mm-hmm. definitely continuing with singing mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. is there anything specific about acapella that like sort of attracted you besides like the other singing I guess ventures here I think it's mainly the culture on campus mm-hmm. it's like there's like upwards of like 14 acapella groups on campus yeah. and it's crazy how serious like it, it's taken here in a good way mm-hmm. it's just so funny like it just like reminds me of like pitch perfect or something <laughs> and it's like I knew that I wanted to be in that culture because there's rarely like that many opportunities mm-hmm. um for like collegiate acapella to be taken seriously or for like singing in college to be taken seriously right yeah for sure it definitely can be a little intense <laughs> yeah it is intense here so yeah pros and cons so why don't you talk more i guess about your specific like acapella rush experience and you can go in as little or as much detail <laughs> as possible okay where to begin i mean i had done like a bit of research prior because i knew mm-hmm. once i even like in applying to yale i knew i wanted to join the acapella groups right. and so i'd listened to all of them beforehand I knew that I wanted to join a, um, if not an SATB, which is mm-hmm. soprano, alto, tenor, bass, um, which is usually what you think of as all gender acapella right. groups. And then I wanted to join a uh, TTBB group, which is <laughs> tenor one, tenor two, baritone, bass, mm-hmm. and it's um, tends to like historically be um, all male groups. Right. But recently, starting with Dukes, I think yeah. the Dukes is the like first whatever they were like the, yeah. the first ones to open up mm-hmm. and so I saw that mm-hmm. and then after the whiffs followed and I was like oh my gosh Yale's like it's like progressive <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> that's great yeah and for somebody who has a really lower voice and mm-hmm. I love singing in my lower register I knew that like the group for me was going to be one of those so I mainly rushed just the lower voices groups oh okay entirely I didn't rush any higher voices ones just because my voice isn't 
fitted for that. Right, right. But yeah, it was a lot. I remember just like, because it, it really is like sororities or like fraternities, like what you think of. I remember I would have like four rush meals a day, which is more like meals than I even have <laughs> for. And I would spend every meal with a different acapella group, mm-hmm. like talking with them. And then I'd go to an audition in between over the weekends for like the different groups and then more rush meals and it was just it was really funny I met a lot of people I met a lot of groups and um but it was intense my gcal was just like one continuous oh. like block mm-hmm. it was wild day my next question I guess would be like what drew you I guess to the alley cats specifically because I know you said like you mainly auditioned for like the lower voice parts yeah. but was there anything about the alley cats specifically that was attractive to you I mean, all the groups were obviously, like, amazing right. at this level. But um, I think it's the Cats for me was just because of their, like, okay, other than, like, I, I like I adore the people. They're, mm-hmm. like, my family now. And it's only been, like, a few months. But yeah. the musical background being rooted in jazz, like, it came out of, like, the 40s in, oh, like, okay. prime jazz age area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of their roots are in, like, the music that I grew up listening to. And, like, having that where my musical background comes from mm-hmm. was, like, really, really fun. So yeah. I think just the arrangements are what really drew me in. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And it was a bonus that the people are pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Do you have, like, a favorite song that you've sung with the group so far? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, of the songs that I've learned so far, mm-hmm. I really like the Bridge uh, bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, yeah. okay. I think even though I... Sorry, Logan, my director, if you ever hear this, I always <laughs> mess up my part. But <laughs> Bridge Over Troubled Water, I think, is one of the prettiest arrangements ever. I, just because I'd, I'd heard it once and I thought it was, oh, Bridge is such an obscure song. And then mm-hmm. one time at like the Marsh Jam or something, the cat started singing it mm-hmm. for um, before Rush. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they know this song? <laughs> Followed by like, they have a really good arrangement of it. <laughs> and it's just like this really like, it's supposed to be this huge like, kind of like choral, like rousing song. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun when it's somehow condensed into just like 18 to 14 people and it mm-hmm. still sounds as full as if it had an entire like gospel background to it. So it's pretty amazing. Oh, so does no one solo on that song? Yes, someone oh. does solo, and okay. it's yeah, he is amazing. Right mm-hmm. now, one of the um, they call us kittens, the new class. So yeah, <laughs> so one of my fellow kittens, Marco, solos on it, and he is amazing, mm-hmm. like, just amazing. Nice, nice. Okay, so I know the Yale Singing Group Council (SGC) only recently dropped their gender labels across like all of right. their groups back in 2022. I know like individual ones were doing mm-hmm. that themselves. What do you think is the significance or like the importance of that sort of like widespread decision to like not identify groups by their gender and just going with their vocal parts instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so important in my opinion. I mean, of course it goes down to like, it's too much of a binary and like it's excluding like trans people and non-binary people, mm-hmm. especially because I think across the nation, people are in college, like college groups are starting to identify themselves by their vocal ranges Mm -hmm. people are identifying themselves as their vocal ranges and not as their gender Mm -hmm. like singers right and so uh, that's really important because i know i wouldn't have the chance to sing a lot of the songs that i feel most comfortable with if Mm -hmm. i was put into an alto part because sometimes that's even too high for me right and i think that the 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 issue is that there's just this long-standing tradition in classical Classical music music that the different voice types, as in like soprano, alto, tenor, bass, they're very gendered. Mm-hmm. When you say 
oh, let's get my tenor and basses in like a choir, you're gonna see like all the men. And let's get my altos and sopranos, that's all the women. Mm -hmm. And um, those are so deeply gendered, just the terms themselves, mm -hmm. that it's, it would ha you'd have to like invent entirely new terms maybe like just to like break like the history of people using these terms. So it, it's very, like when I say, oh, I'm a tenor, musicians will like be like, oh, you're a what? Oh. <laughs> because they're so used to like men identifying with that vocal range. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm really glad that more colleges, including like Yale, are actually starting to break down that wall a bit. Yeah, no, yeah. of course. Within like musical culture, there are these kind of like preconceived notions about gender and vocal parts. Since you are like the very first female tat for the Alley Cats, did you like when you first got in like feel any kind of like pressure like with that label for yourself? Yeah, I, <laughs> I actually did. I know like at my first performance for the family concert. Mm -hmm. I was scared. Maybe I was just imagining this myself in a very egotistical way that like I was when I was going up for my solo for the first time, I felt like people were like watching to see whether or not I would be able to hold up. Like mm -hmm. why did she get tapped in the first place? Or like <laughs> like feeling like I have something to prove. But everybody has been so like considerate mm -hmm. and like really supportive, except my biggest antis are like middle-aged women really middle-aged women and like sometimes like elderly women oh really they'll be my biggest antis the only like times like i've ever heard somebody be like be like oh he decided to tap a woman or like oh. something that is always from like upper middle-aged like women and i'm like girl what are you doing Just younger women like right. we're my age like we're all fine we're like this yeah even like older men are like, all right, that's pretty cool. But yeah. like for some reason, like there's some internalized misogyny or something oh. in there. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's the funniest like demographic ever to be oh. like anti-change. <laughs> yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't think about it too until I'm like, really? This is yeah. the pattern? <laughs> Dang. Okay, so I'm just going to be honest. I did a little Insta-stalking. Oh, yeah? I saw that you also do improv comedy. You're part of oh Just Add gosh, Water. Yes. yes. So in your opinion, how was the rush process for comedy different compared to acapella in any way? Super different. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot more pressure and intensity in acapella just because there's more people going for acapella right whereas comedy there is a rush process for it there's different groups i only rushed one group so maybe that's why i'm a little biased i rushed five for acapella and only mm -hmm. i only wanted jaw i think that for comedy because there's less people and also because there's not this um taking yourself as like it's the end of the world if you don't get into your top mm -hmm. comedy group mm -hmm. Like you're you're there to have fun. You're right. you're messing around. It's, right. it's amazing. Whereas acapella is very like, oh, I want to travel to China and where not, but I have to be in this group so then I can get into the whiff and poofs and then after that I can go on and perform classical music at somewhere. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> so there's like, I don't know. Like people take I think acapella sometimes a little bit too seriously. Uh huh. And that's the main like distinction. Right. I didn't realize it was that intricate, I guess. People, like, people are building up like their own like pathways to success. Oh, <laughs> dang, it's crazy. Okay, so a big criticism that I've heard just from people about like the rush process in general for student mm -hmm. groups here, like not just acapella, but like comedy groups and like frats and sororities, like is that a lot of these groups seem to be very selective and it seems like an extremely competitive process as someone who went through and got into your group successfully do you feel like there's truth in that sentiment or like do you have any comments on that at all yeah i i think it's a hundred percent true which is the craziest thing is 
you get into the super selective school, Yale, and then right. you're going out for clubs and they're also super selective. I'm yeah. like, when does it end? <laughs> yeah. But Rush especially, I know that we'll say like for improv Rush, like comedy Rush was only four of us got tapped for my group. Oh, really? And it was like very surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with the ga- with the cats, there's six of us, but then so many auditioned. And I think the fact that there's just so much musical like talent at Yale but the groups can only take so many people that like having this like huge concentration of talent and not being able to like diffuse it all <laughs> ends up making these super like selective and intense and kind of really intimidating and scary processes when you're in it I mean I honestly was like sweating so I was freaking out over mm-hmm. this like decision like as much as like maybe even my like early action like decision oh like, I was like oh my god <laughs> I was waiting because they, they literally like they if they're pre-tapping you they'll call you right, right. at eight in the morning oh right and at so eight. like i'm waking up at like seven like um seven o'clock just staring at my phone for an hour waiting to see whether or not it's going to go off at eight. Oh my goodness yeah. so dang i did not realize that <laughs> they were very like wow scary oh well you made it though you made, made it. it it's it's in the past yes, it's in the past <laughs> you're great um awesome uh last question ish we can mm-hmm. go on for longer, obviously. <laughs> is there anything... Because I know that the article and, like, this episode for up until this point, I guess, we've been talking a lot about your acapella and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what is something about yourself or, like, if there's any, like, activity or extracurricular that you're a part of that you would want to talk about now? Like, just for fun. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can talk about... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just realized how much acapella has consumed my life. I'm <laughs> trying to think of something else. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Big fan of sitcoms. They're nice. <laughs> Love. I was a mega nerd before going, uh, and still, I'm still, like, very nerdy. Nice. I had a very big and continue to have D&D phases and nice. stuff. Yeah, the whole shebang. Nice. I think my biggest thing is probably I'm a huge fan of, like, writing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned you're in DS, like, right before I, this. I am, and I'm hoping to go down, like, a creative writing track rather than oh, the literature track. nice. Like, yes, it's great, but... <laughs> how's, how's that been for you? I just want to ask. Um, it's, it's good. I think I'm I'm very happy I get this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's you a little hesitant. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, obviously, I'll be doing it next semester, too. I'm no yeah. quitter. I don't quit for nothing. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's it's been fine, you know? I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just very excited to like finally get to do some like creative writing classes next year and stuff because mm-hmm. before this I like really wanted to be like a I guess it always goes back to music but I, I really wanted to be like a my childhood dream was to be like a super like singer-songwriter as and then my more realistic dream was to be like a tv writer mm-hmm. which is not realistic it's actually probably like just as unstable <laughs> so my safety job being like <laughs> writing is like messed up but yeah I I I think I've kind of no matter what I've always wanted to do something in the world of writing mm-hmm. but yeah I just think fan of stories and all nice. that did you apply as like a, a writing or English, an, uh, an English major English major yeah okay cool um, yeah so being an English major <laughs> Which is wild. I actually haven't met a lot of other English majors, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy because I feel like Yale's such a humanities-esque kind of school. It has this yeah. kind of history of being in the humanities and then I've like only met like two English majors my yeah. entire time here. <laughs> well, I'm a humanities major. You're so there you go. See, yes. there's a humanities. There yeah. is a humanities major. That's like just general. There's general no humanities. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. It's just like, it's, it's wild. I'm, yeah. I do, I do love all the humanities uh-huh. so much here. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not a woman in STEM. I just cannot. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I'm not a math bone in my body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nice. Embarrassing, yeah. Nice. I was really excited to be like first female alley cat. Right. And then I realized, oh my god, I actually have to be the, the only female alley cat <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Which is crazy because I I mean I have I have a sister, I mm-hmm. an only a sister, no brothers. Oh, okay. I on my entire friend group in high school is all like people who identify as women and mm-hmm. like I've only been in very like female dominated spaces. Are and you so, the older or the younger sister? I'm the older sister. Oh, so yes. this is like your first time sort of being in like like one of the younger members, right? Yeah, this yeah. is also a little, a little weird because I feel like I just have a bunch of like older brothers like, right. running around in the right. cats. Like, yeah. So it's very, it's very odd in a good yeah. way. Yeah. But yeah, I think in general, it's been, it's been great. I had this really weird realization yesterday, which is I don't have as many, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like one female friend at Yale. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, guys. I'm like, that's not right. Oh. <laughs> I need more women in my life. So uh, even comedy has a lot, surprisingly a lot of like guys in it too. Yeah. Like, disproportionately. Right. But I think that for the most part, it just feels like having a bunch of brothers. Mm-hmm. But there are like kind of like just times when I'll, when I'll feel like a little bit like missing like my like like girlfriends from like back in LA or like right. something like that. Oh, you're from California. I am. Oh I'm my gosh. From yeah. Wait, where? I'm from Irvine. Irvine? Yes. I'm from Sherman Oaks. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Dang. Oh my gosh. I know Irvine. <laughs> I know Irvine. <laughs> it's so good to hear a city that I actually know. <laughs> Because everybody's saying, like, cities on the East Coast. And well, the other thing is, it seems like nobody from California actually moves to school on the East Coast. Yeah. You'd is... be surprised, actually. Really? Yeah. A lot have... of my friends are from California. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What school did you go to? Oh, man. I, for high school, I went to Korean Lutheran High School. It was a private religious high school. I went to a private religious. I went to Chaminade. But... Okay. How was that? For uh, you. Well, I'm repping the merch right now, oh, okay. unfortunately. It's my only one. I only wear it because it's discreet and nobody here knows what Shamanad is. So, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> But it, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> The crazy, the only thing it did, honestly, for me is that now we're going over in, like, class New Testament and stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, I had to read that for class. I'm like, what class is it for? Literature? Oh, literature, okay. We also read it for history, which oh, is, Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's interesting looking at it different, like, but that's crazy. I, yeah. I can't believe you actually have friends that are on the, that moved to the East Coast. Yeah, yes. yeah. There are actually two girls who went to my high school there in the year below me who also go to Yale. Oh my god, that's, cool. that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get away with wearing my school merch, though. Oh, I guess. Because there's, there's a cross. <laughs> <laughs> there, There's on our other merch, but fortunately, yeah. this is very, like, <laughs> chic, discreet. discreet. Yeah. yeah. It's very hey. casual. Wow, that's such a coincidence. We're both in California, and we both went to religious schools. Really? <laughs> it, it is definitely a niche. <laughs> yeah. I know you mentioned you did, like, music. Or, like, you oh, were, yeah, did, I were did. you in any groups in high school? Yeah. I was a big theater kid. Nice. I think you have to be. I did theater and I also did, I was, you know, speech and debate. I did that route too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I only really did the speech side, which uh-huh. is like giving like speeches yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Because I could not debate for my life. Yeah. But yeah, I did that whole racket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am very glad to just be sticking to more music and performance now. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Would you see yourself like trying out for like Monty, anything like that? <laughs> Probably. I'll leave it to the experts. Real. <laughs> I'll leave it to the experts. You get that? Yeah. Very valid. Okay. What do you think's in store for you in terms of music in general? We're nearing the end of the first semester, your first semester of college. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really hoping that things keep going this way for the cats and I want to keep forming out and I'm hoping to maybe, I don't know, next year do a musical or something. And I, I don't know. I just, there's so many musical opportunities at Yale that I'm kind of like, a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. In a good way. So, I mean, all I can think is that it's going to go up. 
Awesome. Do you think we'll hear more from the cats anytime soon? <laughs> we'll plug anything. I'll plug it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got two things. We have our this is in mainly in spring is our bigger things, but we have mm-hmm. our uh, crossover red hot pokers, so the red hot pussy jam. Oh, it's coming out. You should come. It's on like probably on around Valentine's Day, oh, okay, but okay, yeah, that's okay. gonna be really fun. And then we also have the Sham Jam, which is the cat's big champagne-based performance, which is gonna be awesome. And you should totally come because I will be soloing Ooh, <laughs> along okay, with everybody else. Okay. Cats. <laughs> nice. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Silhouette. This episode was produced by Xavier Wadach and Joanne Lee and sound engineering by Devin Groomsley and music by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Ryan Schaefer for being our guest today. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for a new episode.